In today's rapidly changing world, we all have questions and we all want answers. It's on this program that we get our answers from the Word of God. It's time for another episode of A Relevant Word with longtime pastor and best-selling author, Carl Gallup. This is A Relevant Word with Pastor Carl Gallops of the Hickory Hammock Baptist Church in the Pensacola, Florida area. Carl, good to have you with us again this morning. Kevin, it's always good to be with you and this amazing audience we have. A Relevant Word, this is definitely going to be relevant. It's, um, we all know it from the book of Genesis that the entire Hebrew people came from Abraham. Yeah, from his seed, the Bible says, yeah. Abraham came from Ur of the Chaldees. That's where God called him from, yeah. How is that relevant to us this morning? Yeah, well, first let me just set it up in the biblical context, and then I'll answer your question because it is extremely relevant to us at at several different levels. But let's just do a Bible lesson here in context. There'll be some history. There'll be some Hebrew word usage and uh, context, of course. And uh, so let me pull it together. So Ur of the Chaldees. Ur is the name of a city in what would now be modern-day Iraq area, okay, down along the Tigris-Euphrates River, uh, of the Chaldees or the Chaldeans. Now, a lot of people get confused about this, Kevin, because when we read the Old Testament Scriptures, we will see the term Babylonian and Chaldean used almost as a synonym. And it is, but it's, it, it is used as a synonym quite often. In fact, sometimes in the same paragraph, it'll talk about the Babylonians did this and the Babylonians did that. So so-and-so went down to the land of the Chaldeans and made peace with them, et cetera. It's like, wait a minute, who are we talking about, the Babylonians or the Chaldeans? Well, they're the same people. Not really, though, but there are, there are synonyms. Here's why, and I'm, gonna, I'm not talking down to you in my audience. I'm just trying to, you know, we're, we've got a time cr- crunch here, and I'm trying to be as succinct as possible, so please forgive me. It's a little deeper than this, but here's the basic understanding of it. The Chaldean would be similar to the Native American Indians, for example, okay, in in, in the United States. In other words, they were some of the original people in this land on this continent. They had a whole different culture and lifestyle than the white settlers, primarily white settlers, the Spaniards and then the Europeans, you know, Great Britain, et cetera, coming over to this continent and settling it. And, of course, before we got here, the Indian tribes, the Native Americans, they warred against each other. They enslaved each other. I mean, you know, a lot of people forget that. A lot of people think they were just sitting around, just innocent, sweet little children living off the land and until the mean white people wouldn't leave them alone. But it, it, it's way deeper than that. That's another whole program. But the bottom line is the Chaldeans were like that in that area. They were some of the original residents of that Tigris-Euphrates River area. But along, you know, people intermingled and intermixed through the years and, and from the various nations and people groups came this, uh, this whole nation or race of people known as the Babylonians. And they were intermittently known as or ex- interchangeably known as the Chaldeans or the Babylonians uh, or the Babylonians or the Chaldeans. Okay, so you'll find that in the scriptures. So keep that in mind because that's very important. But, but. When we, by the time we get, I'm skipping ahead now. By the time we get to Daniel, 
I mean, now Israel has been a big nation. There's been King Saul, then King David, then King Solomon, and then the civil war and the battle, you know, the northern kingdom of Israel, the southern kingdom. Then there's the Assyrian Empire that conquers the northern kingdom, carries them off into captivity. And, and then there's the Babylonian Empire, or we could call it the Chaldean Empire, that eventually takes the the southern kingdom of Judah with its capital at Jerusalem into captivity. They destroy the temple. They destroy Jerusalem's walls, and the Babylonians take them away. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are the characters in the Bible that kind of represent all of that. And they tell us that the Babylonians took them into captivity, and they took the young men, especially the smart and good-looking ones, and that's what the Bible says. And you might not like that. Say, well, that's 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 not right. That's not, well, that's what the Babylonians did. Why? Because they took them and they trained them up in the Babylonian ways. They brainwashed them. They took them away from their their parents. They put them in brainwashing camps and they taught them the Babylonian religions, which were very, very dark, very dark and nasty. And, uh, and they taught them in the magic arts and they taught them all manner of sexual immorality that was involved in the, in the, in the worship rituals. And, and then they taught them their language, the Chaldean, quote, Babel, uh, excuse me, slash Babylonian language, um, their ways of life, their ways of government. And the Bible tells us all of this. So, but before all of that, before there ever was an Israel, there was Abraham, living in Ur of the Chaldees. So again, as a simple illustration, that would be like living among a certain tribe of Native American Indians on the North American continent. Okay. And, and, and Abraham uh, wasn't one of those natives, but he was uh, related to and mixed in with all of them, but that's where he was living. And God called him out of that. And I'm going to show you some of the powerful relevance to that in just a moment. But he called him out but so, but Abraham was a God-fearing man. He feared Yahweh, the God of later what would be called the God of Israel. But he's the God of the universe. He's the creator of everything. But he knew him, and he feared him. He revered him, which means Abraham's father probably did too. Maybe his mother, maybe their family. We don't know, but certainly some kid didn't grow up in a pagan world and just decide he was going to start worshiping you know, Yahweh. So he had a history, and God looked at him. It's kind of like calling Noah out of the world before he was going to destroy it. It said Noah and his family were righteous. Lot and his family out of Sodom and Gomorrah. So God looks down in that area of the world. He sees Abraham, and he calls him out of Ur, of the Chaldeans. And he takes him eventually into the area that we would know as, uh, well, it was called Canaan in that day and time. First, he took him up uh, to Hebron near um, what's now modern-day Turkey and then brought him from there down into Canaan. And, and, and where he settled him was about where Jerusalem is now and in that area. And then that's where he made promises. He took him and he, and he said, look, look at the land, took him up on this mountain. The Bible names the mountain. I've actually been there. I've, I've seen the same view that Abraham saw uh, when God brought him there. It's amazing to stand up there and look, and you can see so much of Israel from the top of that mountain. And God says, I'll give you all of this. Um, and your seed, and I'm going to make a mighty nation out of you, and blessed are those who blessed you, and cursed are those who cursed you. So that's how it all happened, and it took a long time, and Abraham was learning a lot of lessons, etc., etc. Now, the reason I told the account of Babylon and Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, because by that time, the Chaldeans had intermingled with the other cultures and became known as Babylonians and or the Chaldeans, but Nebuchadnezzar, who was the king who 
who took those people and 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 uh, conquered Judah and Jerusalem. He, the Bible says, he is the the head of the Chaldean lineage, the Chaldean Empire. So he was a Chaldean. He had bloodline that went straight back, if you're extrapolating it to our culture, straight back to the Native American Indians, okay? But now he's president, and he's sitting in the White House. Okay, so that's Nebuchadnezzar, and so that's why the Bible goes back for, back and forth between the word Babylonian Chaldean. They eventually became one nation, kind of one people, intermingled, intermarried, but the Chaldean people brought with them the deep dark superstitions and the pagan religions and 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 a lot of the immorality that kept crept into that culture that eventually kind of destroyed it. So now that's a history lesson. I, I hope you that are listening are, are not bored yet because it's getting ready to get very relevant, but it's, it, it's important to know that. I mean, again, most people sitting in pews on a Sunday morning, they don't have a clue of everything I just said, but here we are. Now, why did God call him out? Well, he called him out because he knew him. And, and he knew his heart like Noah and Lot. He knew he was righteous, so he called him out. What did he do? He called him out, and he said, from your seed, that's from your whole progeny, is going to come this nation of Israel, okay? So we know that that actually happened. It took some time. Now, he, when you go through the Scriptures, you hear Abraham called a Hebrew. I think it's in Genesis, and that's the first time you hear the word Hebrew. Well, People say, well, what does that mean? Where did the Hebrews start? It started from Abraham. Well, who are the Hebrews? Is that another race? Not necessarily. They're Semitic people. Um, but why was he called a Hebrew? Because that's a, that's a word. It's a, it's a Semitic word. It means he who has crossed over. He who has crossed over. He was a Hebrew. He crossed over. Crossed over from where? He crossed over from Ur of the Chaldees to the land where God was going to do everything. He was going to bring Israel. Out of Israel would come the word of God. Out of the word of God would come the prophecies of God. Out of the prophecies of God would be prophecies about the coming of Messiah and even the return of Israel in the very last days. I mean, all of that would be born from Abraham's seed. Out of all of that would come the actual Messiah. Out of that would come an old rugged cross and an empty tomb. Out of that would come the birth of the church. Out of that would come the preaching of the gospel in the last days to the whole world. Out of that would come the rule and reign of God's kingdom on earth again and the restoration of everything that Satan had stolen in the Garden of Eden. This is huge. But in order for that to happen, God took him to the place where God himself had started everything in the land of Israel near Jerusalem. That's, I'm convinced, and a lot of scholars are too, that's where the Garden of Eden was. That's where everything happened. That's where Adam was created. I'll teach and preach on that some other time in another show. But, but the bottom line is he had to get them out of that paganism, the debauchery, the land that was filled with all that. Listen, to this day, Kevin, in the modern Hebrew, the word for Chaldean is kasdim. Now, there's some people to even today, they say, well, you know, you're offending me. I'm, I'm Chaldean. Well, but that's not necessarily true. It's like if I said, you're standing here looking at me. I got blonde hair and green eyes. <laughs> I'm a white boy, and I'm by six foot three. And then I say, I'm full-blooded Cherokee. And you look at me and you go, eh, probably not. Okay, well, I've got Cherokee blood in me. My father's 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 mother was a Cherokee. Okay, well, then I'm not really Cherokee, okay? I mean, I've got the lineage, but I'm not really that. Okay, so, so that's, that's, that's what we're saying here is that he lived in that land. 
He was brought out of there. He was brought to where God began everything for the purpose of bringing about the end of Satan's rule and then the beginning of it over again, the restoration of Eden. But he had to do it through the nation of Israel, and it started with Abraham from the Ur of the Chaldees. He brought him there. Now, that's the history behind it. When we come back, I'm going to make it really, really relevant. For more on Pastor Carl or to listen to his podcast anytime, visit carlgallops.com. For more on Pastor Carl or to listen to his podcast anytime, visit carlgallops.com. This is A Relevant Word with Pastor Carl Gallops. Carl, in the first part of the program, you've given us a good basic foundation. Now, make it relevant for us. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is my favorite part. (laughs) But, you know, it's never relevant unless people have the context, right? Unless they have the foundation. I mean, I can just come and say what I'm getting ready to say, but if you didn't know everything I said in the first part, then it wouldn't mean the same. But now you do know what I said in the first part, and that... Abraham was brought out of Ur of the Chaldees. Chaldeans and the Babylonians are basically the same thing. Uh, the, the word kasdim is the, is the modern Hebrew word for um, Ch- Chaldean. And again, I was, I was telling people about some people today will say, well, I'm Chaldean, you're offending me. Well, no, first of all, I'm just telling you truth and history. Uh, second of all, you're, you're not really Chaldean any more than I'm full-blooded Cherokee. I mean, you might have Chaldean genetics in you, but that doesn't make you a Chaldean. Those people have been extinct as a people for a long, long time. Okay, so I'm, I'm just saying that. And some people might get mad if they think, no, I'm full-blooded. Well, no, you're really not. not. Not thousands of years later, you're not. Okay, but anyway, be that as it may, so don't be offended by this. It's just truth. This is in the modern Hebrew language, and in the scriptures itself, the word Chaldean takes on a deeply dark spiritual meaning. In the modern Hebrew language, you can use Kasdim to speak of the Chaldean or the Chaldean people, but you can also use it to mean uh, demonic spirits or witches or darkness or black magic. Kasdim, the Kasdim, the spirits, the haunting ones, the ghosts, the the demons, the you know the Kasdim, Kasdim. Uh, that that word, that's how it's used in modern Hebrew. So you can see the connection there, brother. This goes back deep and dark for a long, long way back in Israel's history and in world history. Well, where does that come from? Let me read this from Habakkuk, and you're saying, how in the world does this make it relevant? Oh, it does. Hang on, Habakkuk, the very first chapter. Uh, the first 11 verses, listen to this. This sounds like he's reading right off the internet. It says, how long, O Lord, must I call out to you for help? But you, you, it sounds like you don't listen. I cry out to you. Violence is everywhere, but you don't save us. Why do you make me look at all the injustice? Why do you tolerate all the wrong and the destruction and the violence that's before us? There is strife and conflict. It abounds everywhere. Therefore, the law is paralyzed, and justice never prevails. It is thrown to the ground. The wicked hem in the righteous, 
so that justice is perverted. Boy, does that sound like that's right off our internet news today? I mean, <laughs> I mean, there it is. But listen to the Lord's answer. He says, behold, look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed. For I'm going to do something in your day, Habakkuk, that you would never believe, even if I told you. I am raising up the Chaldeans, that ruthless and impetuous people. They sweep across the whole earth to seize dwelling places that are not their own. I'm raising them up against you because you have turned your back on me. Wow. So that's where this whole understanding, God calls them impetuous, ruthless. They steal stuff. They take homes that are not theirs. They live in them, etc. And he says, I'm going to use them. I'm going to take my hand of protection off of the Jewish people at this point in their history because they have turned their backs on me. They have spit on my word. They have denied my name. They have profaned my name. And I'm, and I'm going to use a people they, they're scared to death of, a people they can't stand because they're so evil. And I'm going to use them to be the paddleboard as I discipline my own children. He tells Habakkuk that. Habakkuk has to go out and preach that message. Can you imagine Kevin being a preacher and having to preach that? I mean, in our world, what if God says, think of who the world enemies of America are. What if I just brought them to your shores and hauled all of y'all away in ships to go live in their nations as slaves? That's what God did to Israel because they had trashed his word to the hilt. And he says, I'm going to use some of the most ruthless, impetuous, nasty, vulgar people you can think of to show you how far you have fallen. And they're called the Chastim, the Chaldeans. So that's why to this very day that name lives in the modern Hebrew language as a, as a bad name. It, it, it connects it with evil, with even demonic. It connects it with God's hand being lifted off of you. Okay. Now, this is important because, watch this, Abraham was called by God out of the land of the Kastim and taken into the land of where it all began, which was known as Canaan in that day, but right back to what was the area of where he created Adam and where the Garden of Eden was and where God's throne was before it was cut off from this earthly dimension. He took them out of. They crossed over. Watch this. So, so. Abraham crossed over from what? Watch this, Kevin. Out of where? Ur of the Chaldees. Interesting. That's the name of a city, but do you know what Ur means? Ur is a Chaldean word. It means light. I took you from the light, the so-called light. I'm making, I'm, I'm making air quotes now. From the so-called light. I'm thinking of the Old Testament, the New Testament scripture where it says Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. But he's not. What is he? He's filth. He's darkness. He's impetuous. He's arrogant. He's violent. He's destructive. He's a thief. He's a murderer. But he calls himself an angel of light. So God took Abraham out of that false light, took him out of Ur of the Chaldees. See, see, that's that's heavy with relevance, but most people don't don't even think about that. That does make a lot more sense now from the false light now into the true light. Yeah, exactly. And he's going to use Abraham, watch this, the seed of Abraham to bring to the whole world the true light, the ultimate true light, who is Jesus Christ. 
but first Israel has to be born. And I mean, all kinds of things have to happen because life goes on. Time is marching on. The, the, the millennium has to pass by. You know, thousands of years will go by before it all comes to fruition. But God knows it from beginning to end. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the Aleph, and the Tah in Hebrew. He knows it from beginning to end. So he gets Abraham, who's a Noah of his day, a lot of his day. He gets him out of that false light, surrounded by all that filth, takes him and his family moves him up into an area that's still pretty hostile land. I mean, the Canaanites are pretty hostile, but he takes them to the land. It's not about the people. It's about the place where God started everything. Ezekiel 5, 5 says to Jerusalem, city of Jerusalem, have I not placed you in the center of all the earth? See, the center of the earth is Jerusalem. God says that, not me. God says the center of the earth. That's where he took Abraham up into that area. As, as I said, I, the, the exact mountain is named. It's very near the city of Jerusalem. I've actually been there and been up on top. I have seen what Abraham saw. And so, I mean, it's amazing. So he takes him. Right, so there's a message there. We know Satan is called that one that masquerades as a messenger. That's what the word angel means, a messenger of light. But he's not. It's fake. It's false. It's a masquerade. He's pretending like he is, just like the Chaldeans, the land of the Chaldeans, called themselves, we're so wise, we're so educated. Look at our own culture. We've got words for it, the woke culture, or all these different things. Again, I'm not trying to disparage people, but I'm saying we've got this culture. But you know, People say, well, you know, a man can have a baby. Well, you know, a marriage can be anything you want it to be. Well, you know, the, 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 that tissue in the womb is not really a child. Well, you know, you go on and on with all this modern wisdom, and it's really darkness. It's not light. It's darkness. That's what Abraham was living in. And God called him out of that false light of Ur, of the Kasdim, and took him into what we now know as the promised land. And there he begins to bless him. So there's a huge relevant word. Now that we understand all the history behind it, what God was doing, it brings the scriptures alive. It brings a lot of New Testament passages alive. Jesus says, I'm the light. I'm the light of the world. When you follow me, you are the light of the world. Nobody takes a light, a lamp, lights it, puts it on a mountaintop, and then puts a bushel basket over it. Nobody does that. So you are the light of the world. Let your light shine so that people will see the works of, of, of your Father within you. I mean, that's all in the New Testament. Now, that makes sense, all this talk about light, 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 light. Well, it goes all the way back to Abraham, who was crossed over. The Hebrew word means one who crosses over. So the Jewish people are supposed to be represented by that. Nowadays, it would be said that the Christians, Jew or Gentile, under the blood of Jesus Christ, we are those that are crossed over. In fact, the word church is an old English word, but it comes from the Greek word ekklesia. Ekklesia means the called out ones. Called out from where? Well, Ur of the Chaldees, if you will. We've been called out of the world, and we've been called together under the blood of Jesus Christ to do what? To be the light to the world. Why? Because we're serving the true light. You see how relevant this is? I mean, it goes all the way back to Abraham coming out of Ur of Chaldees. Now let me make it even more relevant. All the way at the end of the Bible, in the book of Revelation, chapter 17 and 18, the bowls of God's wrath are being poured out, poured out, poured out, all seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then 17 and 18 backs up and focuses, and God basically says, now let me show you the focus of my wrath. And guess what his focus is? It is metaphorical. He says, I'm coming against Babylon, mystery Babylon, 
In other words, I'm coming against that Chaldean spirit. My good friend, Zeph Parat, who I minister with, he's born and raised in Israel. He lives in Tel Aviv. He's written a book called Unmasking the Chaldean Spirit. For for you that are out there listening right now, I, I please get that book. Everything I'm saying here is in it and t- a ton more. It'll help you to understand this whole topic. But here's the point. The very thing that God told Israel, I'm going to bring in the last days of your nation, he tells the world, I'm going to release that same demonic spirit upon the world. And Kevin and listener, that's here. We're watching it. This lying spirit claiming to be light and truth, opposite of God's word, has been unleashed upon the planet, not just a particular culture. It's everywhere, and a lot of it's being driven by technology, Internet, 24-7 communication information. We're living in Ur of the Chaldees. God's calling us to cross over to come out of that and into the true light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I hope that has made this relevant. It's crossing over this morning on A Relevant Word with Pastor Carl Gallops. Thank you so much for having me, and may the Lord bless you and keep you always. Now more than ever, we need to listen to God. He still speaks through His Word, the Bible. Each week, Pastor Gallops shares what the Word of God is saying, even now, a relevant word, with longtime pastor and best-selling author, Carl Gallops. To access Pastor Carl and to listen to his podcast anytime, visit carlgallops.com. Thanks for listening.